بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين رسول رسائد درود شريف اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اما بعد my respected elders and dear brothers last week this time was the last day of ramadan and it was the last friday of ramadan may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our good deeds of the month of ramadan whatever ibadat we did may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his mercy accept our fasting our tarawih our reading of quran our zikr our duas our nafil namaz our acts of charity whatever other good deeds we may have done may allah accept all our ibadat of the month of ramadan We know that in the month of Ramadan it becomes easier to do all the good deeds because the environment is conducive last 10 nights of Ramadan last 10 days of Ramadan the environment is even more conducive we find a lot of people in the masjid sitting till late at night people who normally won't spend much time in the masjid but not were they not only were they spending the time but they were enjoying every minute of their stay in the masjid and they were looking forward to spending the night in the house of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they were quite willing to sacrifice their rest and their sleep and overall everyone found that it was much easier to do a lot of good deeds in the last 10 days of ramadan lot of ibadah and one of the primary reasons is is because of the environment the environment of ramadan is such a beautiful environment that it automatically motivates a person to do a lot of good deeds which normally are not easy to do we have to struggle outside of ramadan to do what we could do quite easily in ramadan and the main reason is the environment that environment of ramadan is such 
that it is conducive and it makes easy the performance of good deeds. So therefore we find that when an environment is created, people are doing something together and big numbers of people are doing something at the same time, doing it together, it automatically creates a, an atmosphere which is enabling, which is encouraging. That is why we find that in Islam many of the important deeds that we do, we try and do it as a collective. We try and do it together. Because the more people there are, the more encouragement there will be, there will be more there will be more uh, 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 there will be more enthusiasm because now everyone is together all are together all are doing it in, as a whole that is why we find that our Jumas for example we have big gatherings the idea of having a big gathering at Juma is so that we can have a lot of people together it's greater encouragement and a person feels that I am one out of thousands of people we also feel a sense of motivation like that we find that Eid we find gatherings of Eid are huge gatherings Hajj very big gatherings when it comes to for example shortage of rain then there is a special Salah that has to be performed and that is called Istisqa Salah for Istisqa Salah, we get the whole community together. Because the more people there are, the better it is. And the more it will attract the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we find that this uh, creating of environment, this encouragement, is something that was practiced from the uh, beginning of Islam. When Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to give his family the message of Islam as he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ You should invite your closest family to Islam and warn them about the dangers of not believing the dangers of turning away warn them about the dangers and encourage them towards Islam. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one day gathered all the people of his family in the whole Banu Hashim, the entire clan of Banu Hashim. Hashim was the name of his great-grandfather, who was the father of Abdul Muttalib, his grandfather. He, he gathered the Banu Hashim and he, because Allah has instructed him to gather them and warn them. So Nabi Karim Wasallam announced and he gathered them at the Mount of Safa and uh, he spoke to them and he invited them to Islam. And that is the time when his uncle Abu, Abu Lahab was uh, very disrespectful to him and he spoke to him very harshly 
and uh, he rejected his message and he showed open enmity and hostility for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in fact he uh, is very very difficult to say these words but he actually cursed Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahu akbar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in return revealed an entire surah of the Quran and in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed Abu Lahab in the same manner that he cursed his beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the, 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 the surah tabbat yada abi lahab wa tab ma aghna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab sayasla naran zat lahab wa mraatu hammalatal hatab fi jidiha hablum min masad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed Abu Lahab in similar words that he used to curse Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam so at that point in time he gathered his uh, family and he addressed them and he told them see if i have to i'm standing on the top of this mountain if i have to tell you that there is a huge army waiting to attack you in a matter of minutes and they're going to come in and destroy everything they kill everyone they will take you as prisoners are you going to believe me if i have to say this and the whole family said that yes definitely we will believe you because jarrabnaka miraran fama wajadnaka illa sadiqa we tried and tested you out many a times but we never found you to speak a lie you always spoke the truth there was never a time when any false word came on your tongue and so nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam told them that if you believe in me then i am giving you the message of la ilaha illallah that believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one and only and i am the messenger of allah to you and if you believe then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you honor in this world and salvation in the hereafter so he conveyed the message he go he gathered the people he conveyed the message to them later on when he went to madina and islam spread then what happened is that all the good people all the pious souls all the righteous people got together and all were in this environment of the masjid of madina masjid nabawi and a beautiful environment was created in the masjid see we we say there are two things one is good company good company good company good friends that is a very important thing your friends can make you your friends can break you your friends can be your enemy in 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 the hereafter if they taking you on the wrong path in this world so one is good friends good good companions 
But when there are lots of good people together, then it's a good environment. So, good company, and then good company ends up in good environment. And we have a beautiful environment, and when the good environment is created, it becomes very easy to do all the things we are supposed to do, and to stay away from the things we are supposed to stay away from. So we find, for example, that if there are a lot of good people together, good company, good environment, and now time for Salah comes, and everybody stands up and starts getting ready to read Salah, then even the person who is feeling tired or lethargic or lazy to read Salah, he will also get up and say, how can I be sitting, everybody is reading Salah here, on his own, he won't get up. But because now he's in a good environment, automatically he feels like joining everyone. And that is the trick of a good environment. That it automatically encourages you without even, nobody even told a man, you know what, it's time to, uh, to read Salah, brother, join us. Nobody has to say that. Just by the actions of the people, people are motivated. They see that action, they see everyone doing good things, and they also join in. All the people are reading Quran. A person sees, now I'm sitting here, so he also picks up Quran and he starts reading. And like that, that environment becomes a conducive environment to do good deeds. So my dear friends, we find in Medina Sharif, that uh, even the enemies who came, they saw that environment and the environment changed them completely. There was a person by the name of Sumama bin Usal. He became a Muslim after that, radiallahu anhu. He was a very big enemy of the Muslims. And he was responsible for the killing of quite a few companions of Sahaba. And he was the one who was giving a lot of trouble to the Muslimin. He was the, the head of the Banu Hanifa tribe, very powerful tribe, very powerful chief. Now, it happened that by coincidence once, he got captured by a group of Sahaba, and they brought him to Medina and they presented him in chains to Nabi Karim Sallallahu and they said, Sumama, here he is. Oh Nabi of Allah, here is Sumama. Nabi Karim Sallallahu ordered that he must be tied up and chained to one of the pillars of the masjid. And he told the people that don't ill-treat him, treat him nicely, treat him kindly, although he killed our people. He is our enemy, but treat him nicely, treat him kindly. So they were feeding him, and they were taking care of him, and uh, he was in the environment of the masjid, watching all the good deeds, watching the salah, watching the knowledge being imparted, watching the people doing zikr, and listening to the sermons and advisors of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And uh, he was observing this very, very carefully. And after 
three days were over, then he made an offer to Nabi Karim Sallallahu or he put a proposal and he said, look, three things. If you, <coughs> if you kill me, then you are in your rights because I deserve uh, in lieu of your of what I did to your companions in lieu of that I deserve to be uh, killed so if you kill me you are doing what is right it is your right to do so <coughs> and if you uh, want um, ransom to, 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 for me to pay for my freedom then you are asking somebody who's got a lot of wealth you, you name the price I will pay and if you do uh, an act of kindness by releasing me then you are going to release someone who is very grateful and appreciative so these are the three proposals they put forward Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the sahaba untie him untie him and he told him Sumama you are free go at that moment the sahaba were quite disappointed because they said we had quite a struggle to capture him this is our enemy he is the chief opposition and we set him free just like that He'll go back and he'll start his trouble again. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't say anything. Sumama went. He didn't go far. He went on the outskirts of Medina. He got some water. He took a bath. And he changed his clothes. And he came back within few minutes. And he walked straight into the masjid whilst Nabi Sallallahu was with his companions and as he walked into the masjid from in a loud voice he said Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu I bear witness that Allah is only worthy of worship and Muhammad Sallallahu is his messenger and his servant Allahu Akbar sahaba started reading takbir loudly in excitement that this sumama look at now what has happened? His whole life was transformed. Man who was a bitter enemy of the Muslims became a Muslim himself. And then he came to Nabi Wasallam, And he said, I never hated any place more than Medina. I never hated any religion more than Islam. I never hated any personality more than you. But today, there is nothing I love more than Medina. There is nothing I love more than Islam. There is no one I love more than you, O Rasul Sallallahu Now I am at your disposal. You tell me I got a powerful tribe. I got an army. You tell me what to do. If you want me to crush the Quraysh, I'll go and crush them. You want me to cut their supplies, I'll cut their supplies. I am at your beck and call. You do as uh, you, you order and I will carry out. But Nabi Karim Sallallahu told him also, Mama, I have been sent as Rahmatulil Alameen. I have been sent as a mercy on, unto humanity. I have not come here to, uh, to put people into hardship and difficulty. But the point, my dear friends, is that environment is what changed the man. So therefore, whenever these kind of environments are created, 
where people get together for the sake of Allah, for the love of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there's no other motivation but for the sake of Allah and for the remembrance of Allah, people get together in a big gathering, they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that conducive environment is what will benefit everyone. Then you will find a person, maybe he never went to masjid for years in his life, but when he comes in that environment, he says, Oh, mashallah, my Muslim brothers. And now he recognizes, realizes, I am a Muslim. This Islam is my deen. And I must hold on to my Islam. Why? Because he came into that environment. So it became a motivation, encouragement for him. There are many people, my dear brothers, that got cut off from the community and went far away from Islam, from the masjid and everything. And then they went into this environment, the gatherings, big gatherings where Muslims were, and came in that environment and realized, hey, I think I've gone too far away. I have to come back now. And that became the, the, the means or the excuse for them to get connected again. <coughs> so, this type of gatherings, there are a lot of rewards for it too. And I will quote one or two hadiths in conclusion. But I also want to mention that inshallah this uh, weekend, Sunday, Monday, inshallah, there is a big gathering taking place here in Durban at uh, Sea Cow Lake, uh, Newlands area. And uh, it's a big gathering, pious uh, ulama and the learned elders and uh, 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 pious wise elders are coming from overseas, from different countries, from the Middle East, from all over. They are coming and they're going to spend at least two days there. There will be a beautiful environment, a lot of advices will be given, bayans will be given. And uh, dua will take place, a very big collective dua will take place. And it will be a conducive environment. So we are encouraged to attend this gathering, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us the opportunity to attend this gathering and to benefit from the good advisors and the good, beautiful environment that will be created there, inshallah. Regarding these uh, environments when a good environment is created there is a beautiful gathering where people are gathering for the sake of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala reports that uh, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam once mentioned that Allah will raise on the day of Qiyamah certain people whose faces were full of nur and light and they will be sitting on pulpits that will be made of pearls and people will be uh, envying them. And these people will neither be the prophets of Allah, nor will they be the martyrs. So a uh, person, an ordinary person went on his knees and he said, Tell us who are these people, so that we can become like them. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, That these are those people that love one another for the sake of Allah. And they come from different environments, different backgrounds. They come from different countries. They come from different cultures. But they gather for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and for the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are the people who will get this reward on the day of Qiyamah their faces will be shining and they will be sitting on the pulpits that will be made of uh, of, of uh, pearls on the day of Qiyamah so we can see just this one narration I will conclude on this note that what is the reward of getting together forgetting who we are in terms of our background that no I'm from this uh, language or this group or this race or this color or this culture we put all that one side Islam has come to demolish all artificial barriers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we are all the children of one father and one mother and that the believers are brothers so Islam came to put aside all these differences and we are one ummah ummata we are one ummah and we have to put all these differences aside and unite and get together and sit together and be together and be in, 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 in a good environment and then we will get this reward that people from different countries are coming from different backgrounds, different walks of life no matter who you are, how wealthy you are, the poor, the rich the black, the white, the educated, the uneducated and the simple people, the professionals, the educated, the uneducated all are together and what brought them there? the remembrance of Allah and the love of Allah has brought them all together in that one gathering then we will get this great reward that has been promised may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana